What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Peach Schnapps, and Drambuie. Adam K., the Brewmeister. Our good friend. Uh, where did all my paperwork go? And the lovely Lady M. Okay, it's time to get wasted on Jaeger bombs and make bad decisions. Thanks, Miley, for the twerk lessons. I'm going to go twerk it out tonight and see where the night takes me. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. So, does that mean I'm on now? Yeah. Oh. Really? We're not going to play the song? That's it? So, the song is gone. That's what you're telling me. I wish somebody would have told me before that. I know. I'm trying to get rid of that. That didn't. We haven't been here in a while, so that's the problem. Welcome back. Thanks. Nice to be here. Bad. There we go. Nope. We're having a terrible time. Technical difficulties. We're working it all out. There you go. Okay. So, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Eugene, turn the volume down the store, please. Apparently it's too loud. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am the brewmeister... Adam K. That was the new intro we have going there. That was John's doing and John's work. I actually liked it. Thank you, John. We have a new voiceover guy. Yeah, Chris Duffy. Chris Duffy, who uh, I used to work with many years ago. Cool. Nice guy. Very nice. Yeah. So this is our first show back since... uh, Before the Great Smoke. Before the Great Smoke. Yes, the weekend before the Great Smoke. That was the 14th of February. Was that right? That is what it was. So we should recap. The Great Smoke. What do you think? How was it? Everything went off very smoothly. I have no complaints. And I don't really know what else to say. Everybody seemed to have a good time. Yeah, it seemed like everyone had a great time. I didn't see you stop moving. Um, Let's talk about our new dunk tank that we had this year. I know. That was kind of interesting. That was fantastic. Did you have a good time? I had a really tank? good time. I was in there for about 30 minutes. I enjoyed it. I think just as much as Matt Booth did, Eric Espinosa, Drew State, um, Marvin Simmel, who else was in there? Eddie Ortega. They were all champs for being involved in the dunking. Well, we, you didn't get in with Matt for a while, so that was interesting. I did. I got on his lap. He insisted on it. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? Um, no. No? I <laughs> know it was. It was We're hilarious. not going to talk about it's that. A, it's a much. good photo op. <laughs> okay. That's true. There are some great photos. People ask. I will share them. We'll we had a new band, goes. too. Did you? What did you think of about the band? I didn't really hear the much of upstairs. the band. The people upstairs. You I, did like them? We have people out here saying that they liked them. They were good? Yeah, I thought oh, so. Good. Younger band. I think they played a, 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 a more... Um, 
younger genre of music. I'm not sure if that was a, a good thing or a bad thing, but I think that they really hit it off. I saw people getting up dancing, so what more do you want than happy people? As long as people are happy, Drunk, I'm happy. happy. Absolutely. Drunk, happy people is what it's really all about. That's where we're, we're we can't go wrong from that. I know. It was wonderful. Uh, of course, being here on Kiss My Ash Radio, we took last week off for the sake of recovering from the great smoke. We sure did. I know. We needed that. Did you sleep in? Um, I actually did not. Really? Nope. I was up early out, 8 a.m. paddleboarding. Well, that just sounds awesome. Mm, I know. That's what I like to do with my Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And not like being here on a Saturday and having a wonderful time. I love being here on Saturday oh. mornings. We've got a great show ahead. Lou Rothman founder of JR Cigars, the legendary Lou Rothman, one of our favorite guests of all time. He'll be here for our Meet Your Maker segment. One of our other favorites, a guy we saw at the Great Smoke, William Cooper of Cigar Coop, hyphen, cigar-coop.com will be here for our Bloggers Corner section. A lot, ton of great stuff, because we've got a full show coming back. We're ready to go, and everything's prepared. Today, I actually wanted to do a long ash contest for people in store. So, the two that are here, you want no. to do a long ash. Alan's shaking his head. No, it doesn't. Listen, like you don't have to do it, but as people come in, I'm going to tell them you can do a long ash contest. We're going to give away a pair of Panther tickets to whichever show or whichever game you want. Alan, I don't want you to participate then. You're going to look at me like that. You That's can't participate. <laughs> Alan's not allowed to participate. Can I participate? <laughs> yes, I you can. I already have a cigar yes, going. You can. I'm uh, yes, lighting you can. up one of my personal favorites from the. You Gringo. guys can participate too. Long ash contest. That's going to happen. The guys in the shop are very happy about that. Um, we're also plate. going to uh, do a Factor Crap, but Ooh, not with you. Not with me? No. Mm. With Lady M. Lady M Factor Crap. I've never done one before. Really? Yes. So, coming up later in the show, if you want to challenge Lady M, and what are they going to win if they beat you? They're going to win um, a five-pack of my cigars. Ooh. I have one Acid Blondie, an um, Ashton Classic 898, the Syndicato Affinity Toro, uh, Davidoff FS Special R and a Protomo 10th Anniversary Champagne Robusto. Oh, well, that's not a bad little five-pack. Yeah, that's, you know, five-pack from Lady M. So later on, get. if you want to challenge Lady M to a game of Factor Crap, that's what's going to be happening. Make sure you tune in for that a little later on. You know, what else do we get? Ooh, you know, we can't forget our good friends at Zycar. Zycar, every week giving away... Fantastic prizes. What are our good friends at Zycar giving us today, Lady M? This week, when you are the 10th caller after hearing this sound, this sound, you are going to receive an XI uh, Room 101 Daruma cutter. Okay. Yes. I see. Yes. $80 value of fun Zycar prizes. Great art on the actual yes. cutter itself, so it's Always. a fantastic prize. Just a great thing to keep in mind. Always... Zycar, guaranteed for life. Uh, is there anything else we forgot? Well, I want to touch base a little bit on Fantasy Fumare. I know that we um, we haven't, you know, been there for a little bit, but please submit uh, Uh Submit your information. We will be contacting you shortly. We are going to get this Fantasy Fumare up and running uh, by the end of the month for a new so season. So, w- what are we looking to have? How many? How many people are signed up? Um, I think we got, we're got. we looking for about five more people to sign up. So basically, as long as we end up with an even number, we can go from there. Yeah. Or we can always do a first-round buy. But it's a great opportunity for you to win a $100 gift card just for picking out your three cigars and seeing how they do on a weekly to bi-weekly basis. 
it's fun for all, except for the guy who has to calculate all the totals of sales. Adam. Yeah. Always. Fantastic. I'm a big fan of that. So Fantasy for Tomorrow will be coming back in the near future. Uh, Factor crap with you. Lou Rothman's coming up. William Cooper's coming up. Uh, if you want to show up to the 1030 Gateway Boulevard, Cassidy Monte Cristo, there's going to be a long ash contest today. Make sure you stop by for that. Are we forgetting anything? No. We're not forgetting anything. So coming up next, we're, we're going to look at what's in the box. Meet your maker with Lou Rothman. More to come. Smoke it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Lovers of full-body cigars are in for an awesome treat. Monty from Monte Cristo, a bold, modern cigar, uniquely crafted with not one, but two binders. A robust Corojo binder is paired with a spicy Olor binder. The two binders add strength and complexity for an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A dark Ecuadorian wrapper gives the Monty even more punch, ensuring a knockout experience. Double binder, amazing flavor, great price. That's Monty. Here's a troubling fact. Your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is under siege by some form of smoking ban in every state in the Union. And federal S-chip legislation has increased taxes on cigars by over 52%. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is your voice across all levels of government, federal, state, and local in this great nation. Let your voice be heard. Join CRA for $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you gotta go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. It's that time of year again. Fall is fast approaching, and the Quesada Oktoberfest is back. This full-flavored Dominican Puro is blended to pair with your favorite Oktoberfest beers, brewed annually for the famous German festival. Quesada Oktoberfest is available only during the fall. So grab a beer and a few of these delicious cigars before they sell out. Quesada Oktoberfest, the only cigar on the market made specifically to pair with beer. Proust. This is Ariel from La Serena Cigars, and Adam, you can kiss my ash. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam K., the brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month do a full bleed. And Lady M. No! Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory.
tell you what, we threw we throw a new intro in there, and you're just like all lost, huh? Yeah, I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little echo going on today. What in the world? I swear it's not me. I think. All right. There we go. Well, tell you what, nice, nice going with the intro. Uh, also, for those of you listening, we have a social media word of the day. If you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, you can find out what that is. And today we'll be giving away a pair of Panther tickets as well. And an ashtray. There you go. John's a giving guy. He's out there telling us just give crap away. Don't worry about it. It doesn't come out of his pocket. So we're going to give away a pair of Panther tickets and um, an, K- an official Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fine Cigars KMA ashtray. Uh, also, I heard you guys touching base on my drive-in as I was flying. Yes. And had a little, here? Yes, had a little rough morning. And I'm really sorry about that. No, you it's okay. That. No, it's all right. <laughs> it was a little rough. It was a little rough, but... Um, one of the things we did forget to mention uh, about the Great Smoke, and uh, I'm sure Marvin Samel, otherwise known as Marvin Samuel, would love to hear, <laughs> that uh, we did raise a lot of money for the Kids Cancer Foundation. They were there through the Great Smoke this year and uh, were uh, very kind to us and uh, presented myself, and actually I consider it really the whole team here at Smoke in uh, the Hero of the Year Award. Yes. And uh, it was a very touching moment, and uh, actually I want to give a lot of props to them. What a great organization. Kids Cancer Foundation. Yeah, really you've been out to their up. facility. You've I seen did. it. Yeah, they do great work, and uh, it was a real touching moment. One of the highlights, in my opinion, of the Great Smoke this year, and uh, it was very, very nice. Uh, that being said, um, you did spend a lot of time in the dunk tank. I sure did. Very popular. I made a lot of money for those dunk kids. T- dunk tank raised a thousand dollars alone. For the for the Kids Cancer Foundation and uh, Lady M was a trooper. Did spend her time in the dunk tank. In fact, I think uh, we have uh, a phenomenal video footage and clippings of the whole event being put together by our boys. Uh, it's been a lot of work, but it should be up hopefully sometime early next week, where guys can uh, you guys could log on and see highlights and see Matt Booth uh, ashing his cigar in Lady M's belly button, <laughs> which actually did happen. Uh, I see you mentioned Fantasy Fumari on the way. A few more people, guys. It's an easy way to win $100. Hit us at uh, kissmyashradio.com and uh, check it out. It's an easy way to win $100. So that's going on. And what we got coming on now? We got. What's uh, in the box? We got what's in the box? We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. All right, folks. Cigar News, March 8, 2014. Alo Uvizian's birthday cigar. It seems like it comes faster and faster every year, but the fella gets a year older. Musician and cigar icon Alo Uvizian is turning 88 this year, and Davidoff of Geneva is paying tribute with, of course, another limited edition birthday cigar. Dubbed the Avo 88. Wow, how original. <laughs> really? I tell you, man, I can put a lot of thought into that. This bellicoso-shaped cigar is particularly close to Avo's heart because 88 also represents a number of keys on a piano, his instrument of choice. For those of you who don't know, Avo Vizian actually composed Strangers in the Night. Really? You didn't know that? I was not aware of that. You're Mr. Factoid. You're supposed to know all this kind of stuff. Well, I don't do a lot of research into Avo. Now, even a little better... I'll venture to say, Lady M, do you know the song Strangers in the Night? No. Yeah. I don't. Uh, not That's surprised. pretty sad. Yeah. Okay. 
We'll look it up later. Will you sing it for me? <laughs> no. Maybe, I, maybe I'll recognize it, too. Adam, will you sing a few notes for us, please? Strangers in the night. Well, not bad, actually. <laughs> Nothing but strangers there in the go. night. That's, and like, all the part I know. And sung by whom? Uh, wasn't that originally Frankie? Yeah. Frank oh. Sinatra, right? Thank you, Lou. Yep. Frank Sinatra. There you go. Well, as usual, the Davidoff team carried the themes all the way through this project. Just 8,888 boxes will be released. Wait, how many? 8,888 <laughs> boxes. Who would be eight theme here? Eight, eight, to boot, 888 of them will be signed by Owl himself, and each of the boxes will come a glossy, lacquered piano finish. Additionally, the company is releasing 1,888 limited edition ashtrays for the occasion, as well as 488 miniature grand pianos for retail display. The company says it's been working on the project for several years. You think, would you really plan that far ahead with Avo? I mean, no offense. I, I'm not. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, how many years are you really planning ahead for Avo? I mean, come on, I love the guy. So, anyways, <laughs> the company. <laughs> Um, the Dominican, uh, uh, using only Dominican tobacco, the 6-inch by 52 cigar ring gauge wrapper is from Yamasa, and it's a lore binder, and the filler blend of tobaccos will include a Peloto Cubano, San Vicente, Olor, and Criollo. The cigars will retail $16 each, or $256 per box of 16, mm-hmm. and are set to debut at Avo Uvizia's birthday dinner in New York City's Grand Havana Room this month on the 20th. Unlike last year's 6 City Tour, Ovizian's only other appearance is scheduled for Orlando on March 22nd, which I'm sure will be a Corona Cigar Company, uh, being that those are his next-door neighbors there. Is there any other cigar store in Orlando? Well, there's a couple. Okay. Uh, my father, La Antigüedad, I believe is how it's pronounced, my father has announced a new cigar to be released later this year. The Antigüedad, Spanish for antiquity, is blended with filler tobaccos from three areas in Nicaragua. San Rafael, Las Cabradas, and San Jose, all on farms privately owned by the Garcia family. It has a double binder, one of Nicaraguan Criollo and one of Nicaraguan Corojo. Everything is grown by the Garcias except the wrapper, which is an Ecuadorian Habano leaf. The brand uses artworks from 1870s and emphasizes Cuban history and heritage. It is the second cigar line in recent years to be branded with the classic artwork. There is not a set shipping date for the cigar, which will be rolled into My Father's Cigars um, in Nicaragua and come in five box-pressed patolas. Look at them boxes of 20, and the prices are not yet finalized, but are set to range between 6 and $10. The La Flor Dominicana Cheroot. Really? La Flor Dominicana's All La Hero Cheroot will hit stores nationally late March. Uh, a 5.5 by 42 Cheroot made by Dem- from Dominican... Pelo de Oro Lejero. Cheroots are a form of long filler cigars that are open at both ends and generally rolled in a rougher and faster manner. While staying true to the cheroot form, uh, in that it contains only Lejero tobaccos, and as such is stronger and it will be more expensive than typical cheroot. Lejero is a priming grown at the top of the tobacco plants, as most of you know, but because of its positioning, the leaves receive a unique amount of nutrients and are stronger in nicotine than the Seiko Viso primings below. The concept of an all Lajero cigar has been tried before, although the La Flor Dominicana will likely be the first manufacturer to actually sell a 100% Lajero cigar. In addition to concerns regarding strength, Lajero tobaccos generally have inferior combustion to the other primings. Uh, it is set to be retailed for $8.69 
and sold in 20 count boxes for a single store release. We'll see what happens with that. I want Bick lose mine later on that. Mm-hmm. The Wingless Angel. A list of cigars available exclusively to members of the Tobacco Association of America, also known as the TAA, will be getting an entry from Crowned Heads. The Nashville-based company will be releasing Angel's Anvil, a standalone brand offered in a single 7 and 1 8 by 49 size. John Huber told Cigar Aficionado publication that the brand is based off his own life. Really? Yeah, interesting. Tell Angel. me more. Yeah. Tell me more, tell me more. more like, does he have a car? More specifically, Angel's Anvil is a story about a wingless angel who finds a blacksmith to provide him with a hammer and anvil in order to create new wings. The new wings for a fallen angel are parallel to Huber's time in the cigar business, which saw him without a job after CAO and was moved into the General Cigar Company portfolio following the completion of the merger between Swedish Match and Scandinavian Tobacco Corp. Huber's new wings came in the course, of course, in the form of crowned heads, their new cigar company. Well, uh, the annual TA meeting convention will take place March 23rd to 27th in Cabo St. Lucas, Mexico, where the first orders will be taken. Oliva V. Maduro, new sizes. Oliva V. Melania Maduro will expand to a both 7x50 Churchill and a 5x52 Robusto this spring. The new sizes are part of the 2014 release of the Melania Maduro, a series introduced last year under the premise that it would almost certainly return annually. The cigars will feature a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, the same as the Oliva Serie V Melania Maduro Torpedo. They will carry a similar price point to their non-Maduro counterparts, making the Melania Maduro Robusto just under $10 and a Churchill price at $13.65. Although the company has not finalized pricing, the two cigars will make for three versions of the Melania Maduro, 11 total sizes of the Oliva C, Oliva Serie V Melania line. The most recent edition, the Double Toro, began shipping to accounts mid-February. Lasia's May release. The next release from Sam Lasia will launch on a holiday. Lasia Tobacco released the Luchador on May 5th. The date of the popular Mexican holiday, Cinco de Mayo. Do you know what a luchador is, Lady M? A luchador is... is Los luchadores, no? Something. The Mexican wrestlers. Oh, always, yeah, yeah, the wrestlers, They always wear the masks, yes. so you never see their faces. Yeah, yeah. The luchadores. La Lucia Luchador uses a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, which seems to be very popular nowadays. People really seem to like it and want to use it. It's being used, I tell you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be over an Ecuadorian Habano binder and fillers from three countries. Lajeros from Pennsylvania, the Hamastran region of Honduras, and Viso from Esteli, Nicaragua. As well as tobacco from Umatepe. Four sizes are planned to be for the release. And um, the fun branding aside, the Luchador is a seriously unique blend that goes from sweet to spicy in 0 to 60, says Sam Lucia. Multiple events are ready to be planned for the launch of the Luchador. This is the third line for Lucia Tobacco following last year's release of the Lucia Bach, the Lucia White, and the brand will be distributed by the Tarano family of cigars. And that is it for Cigar News 3, 18, 2000. And 14. A lot of news, a lot of new stuff coming up. Well, we did miss last week, too, so. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, so we had two weeks of news that we had to get out, and it is the springtime, and we're trying to get into that big uh, period of time where everybody's going to the trade shows, trying to put new things in, preempt IPCPR releases, so they're all going for trying to get all that in now. Well, we got a comment here on our Facebook page from Nick Perdomo, who listens to our show, obviously. Obviously. Says, Lou was the man. You're still here. 
You're still the man. <laughs> Up ahead, me your maker with Lou Rothman. Don't go anywhere. This should be one of the best Kiss My Ash episodes ever. I'm working it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. You might smoke one of six cigar brands at any given time, but you cut and light your cigar with one brand. And for me, it's always iCar. With their guaranteed quality, innovative design, and dependability, there is simply no other choice. Plus, it's backed by a lifetime warranty. You can't get much better than that. Zycar customers expect the best quality available, and the lifetime warranty insists on it. At Smoke In, we love selling Zycar accessories. Stop by and become a part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. The Oliva Family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva Family of Cigars. Kizano cigars are manufactured in the Dominican Republic using only the finest of hand-selected tobaccos that have been aged to perfection. Their cigars have been rated in the 90s by Cigar Aficionado and chosen as best of the best by the Rob Report. From the Kizano 18-paired LXI Habano Sungrown 59 Cameroon to their economically priced bundles, every step has been taken to ensure the finest quality tobaccos and utmost craftsmanship. Kizano cigars. Discover what a fine cigar should be. This is Bill Paley from Lapolina Cigars. Kiss My Ass Radio is the bomb, man. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam Kay, the brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month do a full bleed. And Lady M. No. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. 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 You know this song? Yeah. Wow, here's a song check. You know. I'm impressed. Run DMC. There you go. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here with my gang, the Brewmeister and the lovely Lady M. We are broadcasting live from the world-famous Monte Cristo Cigar Bar here in Boynton Beach, Florida. If you're anywhere in the area, this is the day to get down here and listen to the show live. We have legendary guests coming up in our Meet Your Makers segment, and uh, it's considered really one of my favorite parts of the show. Meet Your Maker. 
Attention, please. The smoking light has been turned on. Today in our studio live is an old friend and a legendary in this industry, Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars. Lou, once again, thank you for taking time out of your day and joining us here on Kiss My Ash Radio. It's a great, great story you have here. Thank you very much, sir. Coming from you, it means a lot. Uh, Lou, you've been in our show before and you've been in the studio, and uh, we had great stories and we've talked about a little bit about your history, and we'll get into that. Our listeners hopefully heard that last time around. But uh, I'd like to ask now, um, how long have you now been retired and out of the cigar industry officially? Uh, July was two years. Two years. And what have you been doing for two years? Uh, jerking off. <laughs> well, there, and there you have it. Yeah, it's never too old. I've been doing some woodworking, uh, made some dining room tables, some beds, some, uh, toy chests, cedar chests. We're keeping busy. Yeah, that's why I've been wearing this uh, wrist guard here. I was drilling a two-and-a-half-inch hole through a, uh, a three-quarter-inch piece of plywood, and the drill just jammed. I thought Twisted it broke my wrist. wrist. Well, you know, you were very active in your company, even, you know, all the way up to the end. Are you finding retirement a little bit difficult? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, Are you every, getting a little restless? Every now and then I think about getting back in it because, you know, the level of competition is really kind of zero. Uh, not, I'm not talking about retail. I'm no. In the mail order business, um, it's like not much creativity. Well, I think what happened is a lot of the guys like yourself who built these great companies have gotten bought out, and basically the big machines are running it, and they just don't understand the person- personality aspect, I believe, of running a mail order or you know, catalog company. Uh, they don't understand the mail order business. You know, these companies think that the the success of a mail order business is measured by how much money you make each year. Actually, the success is made by how many customers you make each year. So the object is every day to make a new customer without losing an old customer. And that Absolutely. way, your 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 real inventory is the people who buy from you, not how many cigars you know you have or how much money you make. Because over a long period of time... That's what, that's what wins the game. Yeah, you could get a customer buy from you for 20 years every, every month or yeah. every two weeks. But uh, the companies who have bought the mail order companies are public companies, and they're reporting their profits. Well, in Europe, they do it every month. I mean, here it's quarterly. Yeah. So, um, you know, their, their whole concentration is the price of their stock because the people who are running the companies... Uh, unlike the United States, their main income is based on options. So they, they're granted options each year, and if they can get the stock to go up, uh, then they can make a whole lot of money, personally. Um, it's, it's just... It's a, the, the system doesn't work to the benefit of the company. Uh, yeah. Honest Abe here with Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars. Lou, what I find interesting is over the years I've bought some competitors. And some of my competitors have, after I've purchased their business, have come back to look to see what I've done with their stores. And some have been very happy at the continued success or the growth. Some never look back and never want to see the business again. 
Have you been paying attention to what your former company has been doing? And if you have, do you have any feelings about the direction it's taken since you've left? Uh, well, I, I, I'm pretty active on the Internet. I mean, I don't post a lot, but I, I read a lot. And I look at the company's uh, emails every day. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's different. But, I, you know, I understand the corporate mentality. And uh, they, cannot, they cannot function the way an individual proprietor can, can function. In other words, I used to have this saying uh, that I could sell things at cost until the cost changed. Then I would make money. They can't do that. Right. They have to make a certain amount of profit all the time. Also, uh, we could hire people and keep people uh, and pay them extraordinary salaries. Uh, but the European countries don't pay people a lot of money. They make their money in other ways, free apartments, free cars, expense accounts, options, and whatnot. So you end up uh, where the individuals that we had actually made more money per year in salary than the people they were reporting to. Wow. So, so it's, it's, it's just very difficult. Uh, you know, I understand their points, and I, I, I don't think that this, is, this business is not down the runway for them. You know what I mean? It's, there's so much corporate overhead and so much oversight. I mean, at one point they told us we had to put warnings on all the cigars that we sell because that's what the European company wanted. And I said, well, we can't put the warnings on these products because we don't make them. You right. know, we, we just buy them from other manufacturers. I can't, for instance, if it was a different kind of business, I can't put a warning on a pack of M&Ms or right. something. May cause obesity. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So they had us trying to comply with laws that didn't pertain to our company. But it was part of this huge corporate overhead. And then the people who are still there that, you know, worked for me, they spend more time making reports on what happened yesterday than they do on trying to sell any cigars today. It's very difficult. The Europeans seem to be very, very report-oriented. Yeah, and you're making massive reports to people and sending them to people who have no idea what they're reading. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's difficult. So I would take it that you feel that the company's moved in a different direction than you would like to have seen it stay at. Yeah, but it's, it's the same with the Cigar International. Sure, sure. And, uh, sure, so, but, yeah. you know, speaking of Cigars International, you know, guys who had been fortunate enough to have been purchased and bought out of their companies, guys like Christian Aroa, the guys at Crown Heads, even Keith Myers, a lot of them are finding their ways back into the industry. Christian started his new company, you got the old guys from CAO with Crown Heads. I've even heard things that Keith is looking to get back and start something up in the industry. How do you feel about that? Do you, does it make you a little more itchy to try, you know, get back in? Yeah, actually, I talked to Keith about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I, I would say that I get calls, you know, just pretty frequently. I mean, now there's a big rumor about you know, Reynolds. Uh, uh, being up for sale, I'm um, sorry, Laura Lord up for sale, you know, which is part of the tobacco industry, obviously. Yes. And so, you know, I get a lot of calls f about that because uh, we were we were the largest retail sellers of cigarettes in the country. Yeah, I remember the story from the last time you were on the air. You know, so, um, 
I'm Steve here with Lou Rothman of JR Cigars. If you did get back in the cigar industry, do you feel like I personally believe a guy like Christian felt, oh, this will be easy, I could do it all over again. I don't quite think he's experiencing the success that he would have hoped to have had from the start. Do you feel it will be easier this time around? One, more because you're more financially sound than when you were starting up in the beginning? And two, because of all the experience you've had of doing it first time already? It would be easier. Um, this doesn't concern your stores here in Florida because you have no state tobacco tax. But uh, retailers across the country do not understand the business. So let me just make an example. Let's say the national average for a state tobacco tax was 33 and a third percent. And let's say the wholesale price of the cigar was three dollars. So they get the cigar in at three dollars and then they pay one dollar in state tobacco taxes, making their total cost four dollars. And then they try to sell it for eight dollars. Well, really, the cost was three dollars. Yeah. They should be selling for six dollars plus the one dollar tax, which would be seven dollars. But for some reason, they think that they are entitled to the same amount of profit that whatever state they're working in is entitled to. So instead, they're selling for eight dollars, and and because of the S-ship tax, which came in what three years ago last April or four years At least ago four last years April, ago, yeah. yeah, four years ago. So. so that tax is a lot more. Uh, a lot more devastating than people think. The maximum amount of tax you can pay on a cigar is 41.6 cents. Yes. It's what 52% of the wholesale price. So, um, because these big companies uh, have profit margins to report, you know, let's say they were working on 40% or whatever they were working. I don't know what they work on. It's actually probably more than 50%. Uh, they're doing the same thing with the S-chip tax that the retailers are then doing with the state sales tax. So these absurd profits get multiplied and you find cigars selling for $10 that could actually sell for 5 or $6. And the retailer would actually make the same profit per cigar uh, that they could make. If he sold it at the right price, he could sell it at the same... At, at a price and make the same profit per cigar he would make if there were no taxes. In other words, just pretend there are no taxes sure. and and double your money. But they're trying say. to mark up the tax money as exactly. well. Exactly. And that's part of the and, problem. But the problem is they're marking up first the S-chip tax, the, the, the distributor or importer is, and then the retailer is marking up the S-chip tax plus the state tax. So it just get magnified. It gets magnified out of proportion. I want to talk a little bit more about that right after this. Honest Abe here with Lou Rothman. More right after this break. This is so hot. Kiss my ash radio on Seaview Radio. The lovely lady M here. I want to invite you to join me and the girls of Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge inside the prestigious PGA National Resort. Enjoy your favorite cigar while relaxed in a comfortable lounge setting of plush leather chairs and flat screen TVs. Open daily and late night, Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge has a full walk-in humidor, full liquor service, and complimentary valet services provided. For more information on Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge at the PGA National Resort, visit www.smokein.com. Smoke In, continuing the cigar journey like no other. 
Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoking location. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the La Aurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the La Aurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a nine. 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. This is Pete Hernandez with the Hernandez Brothers. Real women smoke cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam K., the brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month do a full bleed. And Lady M. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Well, my baby, she don't want me around. She said she's tired. Welcome back to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. I am Honest Abe, and we are broadcasting live from the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. If you're anywhere in the area and you're listening, drive on by. Join us this morning for your favorite cappuccino or mimosa or Bloody Mary, whatever suits your fancy. I might need one of those. Or a Modelo, which is uh, Lady M's morning beer. Yeah. Um, she already had a cappuccino, so I'm sure that's next on the list. You had time to get here and make yourself a cappuccino? Yes, I did. Stellar. Yeah. I was impressed. She was here at least 15 minutes early. Wow. Mm-hmm. Figures the one time I, I can't make it on time. 
Uh, that being said, we have a phenomenal and legendary guest for our Meet Your Maker segment, Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars. Uh, once again, Lou, thank you for joining us here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Um, before the break, we were talking about the discrepancy of cigar retail prices across the country. And the argument you were making is you have an S-chip of about 46 cents. 41.6 cents. 41.6 cents has been implemented as every cigar comes into the country. Some of these manufacturers have just incorporated this into their cost and bill it as a cost. Well, if they're a public company reporting their profit margins and they're paying 41.6 cents more for a cigar and they were working on 50%, then they have to raise their wholesale price by 83.2%. Oh, 83.2 cents. Right, double the cost. Well, a lot, of, a lot of the cigar manufacturers don't line item that tax, so it just shows up as a cigar cost. If you got in the business today and didn't even know what S-chip was, and you received an invoice, it would say this cigar cost you $3.50. That 41.6 cents was already in there, and, and the retailer would never know. Well, um, one, one of the things about the way the government does things is that they hide things from the public. You're not allowed to show an excise tax on an invoice. And you, neither neither at the wholesale level or or when you sell it to the public. For instance, uh, in New Jersey, where we had stores, there was a 32% state tax, but we were not allowed to show that on an invoice. So, so consumers there have no idea what the state tobacco tax is in New Jersey. Really? Don't some of the manufacturers I can line name, item the S-chip? I, I can name one off the top of my head that I know for sure. Only General Cigar does it. Oh, uh, no. well, Doesn't, yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, Rocky does it, too. Also, it's... Rocky uh, has a separate item based on the box count, per you know, stick per box, on what the tax is, and uh-huh. it's added on to the price. Okay. It's in there as the excise tax. Interesting. At, from the original to what your excise tax well, is. I think your these politicians is. make these things so complicated. Half the people don't know how to follow it. And I'm not even sure who's out there enforcing it half the time. Well, the people who are making the laws don't necessarily know what the impact on the industry that they're, you know, that they're making laws about. For instance, uh, when you put a, a tax on, on tobacco, on cigars, and say you're trying to stop kids from smoking, uh, the cigars that they were smoking were cigars like Middleton Black and Miles. Sure, you know, so, Phillies. Yeah, something, some a very cheap cigar. So, so they put a, a 40% tax in and it raises the price of that cigar by a dime. Well, if kids can buy sneakers for $100 a pair, they could pay another dime for a Middleton Black and Miles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But then you have a guy buying a Monte Cristo, and all of a sudden you've raised the price of his box of cigars by $100. A long time ago, I went uh, to the Senate in, the, in New Jersey, which how, is... How frustrating did you find that experience? Uh, well, they invited me there, but, wow. but they didn't want to hear any of the... <laughs> Anything you had to say. <laughs> so that's in Trenton. Uh, you know, and, uh, there's a bridge there right across the bridge into New Jersey, and, and six of those senators were my customers. And I said to them, wow. I said, you know, like, you have this... At that time, the tax was 48%, by the way. So I was successful in getting rate reduced to 32%. But anyway, at 48%, I said to them, why would you buy a box of Monte Cristos here in New Jersey when you could go across that bridge and buy it for $100 less because of the tax? 
Um, you know, and that that enticed them to reduce the tax to something that was still unbearable. Uh, another time I went to Lambertville, as you could see I'm a cigarette smoker, and I was out of cigarettes. Lambertville's right on the Pennsylvania border. You walk over a little bridge into New Hope, Pennsylvania. So I'm in Lambertville and I want to buy a pack of cigarettes. I go into this store and the guy tells me there are no cigarettes sold in Lambertville. I said, is it against the law? He said, no, but the state tax on a carton of cigarettes is $8.90 less on the other side of that bridge. So nobody buys cigarettes in Lambertville. They walk across the bridge and buy them in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Wow. But, But they put in these type of laws, they don't understand the impact. The loss of income, loss of possible jobs. Look, look, you, look you, what it's done to the cigar industry in the United States. Have a Tampa move to move Puerto out. Rico, yeah. uh, Swishers move. They they actually gave their machinery to people in the Dominican Republic to make cigars for them. There's thousands and thousands of jobs lost. No, absolutely. It, it's they don't realize the consequences, like you said, of what they're trying to achieve. They they don't realize the loss of revenue they make for their own state after time. Um, which brings me back to, I'm not sure who instigated. Did you look, were you looking to per- sell your company at one point, or were you approached? Uh, no, I was looking to sell it for 25 years. I just couldn't find anybody to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all this litigation that we're just talking about, and the insanity of the government and the taxes, you still, part of you feels like this is an industry that you would want to get back involved with? Uh yeah, just because it's a game. I mean, I don't really need the money anymore. Right. But just to do something. Do, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel, or do you think it's going to continually get worse for us? In the light at the end of the tunnel is a large train. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you think it's just going to continually get worse for the cigar industry? Yeah, you know, I'm, I just went to this new outlet center to have Palm Beach. Palm Beach outlets, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, half the stores are still under construction and not even open, and part, large parts of it are deserted. I was walking through there just to look at the empty stores and whatnot, and some guy on a, uh, what do you call those things that you ride on there? Segway. Yeah, a, a, a security guy on a Segway stops me because I was smoking a cigarette. He said, there's no smoking in the mall. I said, you mean even outside here? And, and I was in a row with no stores. And he said, yeah, you have to put out your cigarette. I said, where's an ashtray? He said, we don't have any. There's no smoking here. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting, getting ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. If you're just joining us, Honest Abe here with Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars, talking about legislation, the future of the cigar industry. Um, do you feel that the cigar industry, I mean, I, I personally have a feeling the cigar industry will always be around. Do you think that you'll ever see the situation, especially with the FDA getting involved, where it'll be almost like a prohibition? You start seeing a lot of black market stuff and stuff coming across the border, avoiding FDA regulation. Is, is that the point where it may get at? No, nah, I think there'll always be a cigar industry. Um, the domestic uh, cigar industry, you know, the mass market stuff is declining uh, pretty rapidly, except for, well, I don't even talk about that subject. That's a bad subject, <laughs> the other use of cigars. Oh, sure. But the premium cigar business, I think, will always be around. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, um, 
everything goes through cycles. You know, thin thighs, that fat thighs. We had a cigar boom. Uh, once it, I think once it once it gets um, small enough, it will become a cult thing and get larger again. It's something that's going to expand and contract, expand and contract. How, how many booms do you think you've experienced in your career? Oh, just one. Just one big boom. <laughs> it surprised us all because, uh, you that know. That would be in 97. Uh, well, it started, it started in 93 and it ended in November 97. Yeah. Uh, what happened is, uh, you know, it got a little popular. And people don't realize how long it takes to cure tobacco to get a, to get all the ammonia and other inert gases out of it. Uh, and when it got a little popular, uh, what happened is more stores started to handle cigars. So it wasn't actually the public consuming that many cigars, but each time a cigar store opened, you needed another 50,000 cigars, sure. 100,000 cigars. And at some point, gas stations, hardware stores. Liquor stores, grocery stores. Yeah, everybody was handling cigars. And it it put this pressure on the industry for handmade products that couldn't be supplied. And so they started bringing in uh, tobaccos from Indonesia. They were buying tobacco from anywhere uh, just to satisfy this demand. And what happened is that even though more people were trying cigars, Many of them were buying cigars of really inferior quality, and I, I don't think we got as many customers, that, long-term customers out of it as we could have uh, had it happened more gradually. Because the experience wasn't a positive one. Yeah, I know this might be a bad place to say it, but I think cigar aficionado was possibly the worst thing that ever happened to the cigar business. Wow, he, I'm sure he claims himself to be the uh, propagator of the whole cigar boom. Why do you say that? Well, because the way in order to show that a magazine has some power and that you should advertise in it, you have to prove that the magazine has made something sell. So what you do is you take something that nobody ever heard of, like an Australian wine or something, yeah. and you plug the living out of it. And then then salesmen working for what is now Altidus or General Cigar or whatever, they run around to these stores and they say, hey, you know, I'm seeing this cigar everywhere. People are asking for it. And so then the bigger companies think they should advertise in Cigar Aficionado because obviously it can place cigars in stores. Mm -hmm. And so... If you look at the industry right now, you have this immense number of people that nobody ever heard of selling brands that nobody ever heard of who all claim to be in this industry forever whom I have never met. <laughs> That's an interesting topic, Lou, and I want to get uh, continue on that topic right after the break. More with Lou Rothman. Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa Cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. 
Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you about Drew Estate's highly sought-after Liga Pravada cigar that was originally created solely for the smoking pleasure of their own company's president. Exquisitely blended from seven different rare tobaccos from seven different farms, it is handcrafted by only the absolute best torcedores. No expense has been spared or shortcuts taken in its creation, and each cigar is guaranteed to be flawless in construction, flavor, and character. Rich, complex, full-bodied without being harsh, Liga Pravada can be best described in one word satisfying are you tired of all the new cigars coming out if so forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic casa magna ranked the number one cigar of the year by cigar aficionado in 2008 casa magna delivers the same rich bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price so the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of just grab a casa magna and rest assured you've made the right decision Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. This is Iron Mike, Mike Ditcher, and I love Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam K., the brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month do a full bleed. And Lady M. No. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. A small cigar can change the world. I know I've done it frequently at parties where I've won all the guests' attention with my generosity and swap gentlemanly bearing. Welcome back to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. As Jethro Tull brings us into hour two of Kiss My Ash Radio. Broadcasting live from the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Seems a little cold this it's morning. It's a little chilly. <laughs> a bit nipply? A little bit. Yes? 
Like 60, please, I didn't realize it was going to be like 63 degrees. I had no idea. Do you know what my favorite piece of Jethro Tull trivia is? Do tell. They are the first winner of the ever medal award at the Grammys. There's for a medal band of the year. And, of course, Jethro Tull didn't even show up because they're like, we're not metal. How are we going to win this? Really? I mean, they really aren't metal. They aren't. And they were picked by the Grammy people to win and I believe it was 1987 or 1990. It was one of those two. Big fan of Jethro Tull. Unfortunately, the last concert I saw I think our good friend Ian was just a little bit past his prime. It's a good possibility. Yeah. They just couldn't quite hit those high notes anymore. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, it affects the vocal cords. <laughs> just a little. That being said, uh, in the studio joining us for our Meet Your Maker segment in an extended interview is our good friend Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars. Lou, once again, thank you for joining us at Kiss My Ash Radio. Um, before the break, we're talking about the power of cigar aficionado in making brands. And um, so, in essence, you didn't feel you don't feel that it was doing justice to the cigar industry. Uh, no, if I it was um, it, it created it created a it helped create a boom, which which actually was starting a little bit before cigar aficionado, um, but it all the new smokers that were introduced to cigar smoking were. Uh, you know, probably two-thirds of them or more were getting uh, terrible cigars. I mean, you know, just they would just reek from ammonia or they would... I mean, I was in a factory where they were making cigars with, with uh, fillers that had been hit by blue mold. Oh. But, they, but they didn't have anything else to make them with. So it's either make them or, or stop. Frank Yanessa from Villazon, uh, he was the only guy who refused to use any of these type of tobaccos. I mean, now, now Frank, they, they could have made a lot more money during the boom, you know, if Frank uh, wasn't that type of guy. Filizon was a company that made Hoy de Monterey and Punch originally. Yeah, Ray Bef- Dolmundo. Yep, before they, were, before they were bought out by uh, General Cigar right. Company. But, um, yeah, and I tell you the truth, those cigars, I believe, after they were bought out, were never the same. Well, again, yeah, you know, have a giant company with with different goals in mind. I, I call it my little theory. I call it the Olive Garden factor. You know, I mean, no one by any means thinks of Olive Garden as fine Italian dining. Great salad. But if you go there on a Friday or Saturday night, they're packed. Yeah. They appease to the masses. They seem to have that mass populace of, you know, marketing and selling to the to the crowds, but. I mean, that's, that's basically my, my theory of it. When During your career, when you've looked at brands, were you able to right away say, that's a winner, that's a loser? Uh, no. It's always up to... I, I would sell anything uh, that a friend of mine, a manufacturer, sure. had to sell. You would bring it in and give it a shot yeah, no matter and, what. And when I did private labels, you know, like, uh, you know, and I had 89 of my own label. I had more labels than anybody. Uh... My instruction always to Placencio, Manuel Casana, or, or, or what used to be uh, consolidated, which became Altidus, uh, my or Frank and Esther, my, my instructions then were always the same, to make me the best cigar you possibly can, and then tell me what the price is. And then I'll, I said, I'll put them out there, you know, and if it repeats, 
we have a home run. And if it doesn't, you know, it just it'll go away and we'll make something else. And I mean, that's the way we ended up making Ray Del Mundo, and you know, became a monster seller. And Casablanca became a monster seller. I mean, La Finca. Yeah. But these were all brands, uh, or Excalibur. These were all brands that I made, um, and I didn't tell. They didn't tell me what the price was until after we made the cigar, and then they would figure out you know, what the price would be with their normal profit margin, and then we would see if it sold. Wow. Do you remember looking at a cigar ever right away and thinking, God, that's awful? Uh, yeah, and it's a giant sell. It's a great seller now. This Liga Provada that Steve Sokin made. <laughs> he gave one I was down in Nicaragua. He gave me a box of those, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I thought it was, man, this is a horrible cigar. <laughs> but it... But I, I don't like strong cigars. I mean, you know, I, li- I like uh, like Monte Cristos and Macanudos and whatnot. I guess because I'm a cigarette smoker and, you know, I, I end up inhaling sometimes. Cigars, that is yeah. a little steep. One of the ones I remember over the years looking at it and just, I just saw really catastrophe written all over it was uh, Stradivarius. Uh, yeah, well, that was a stupid price, stupid Crazy. box. Crazy. I'll never forget, first off, they had this box, and all the wax seals are falling all over before right. you even put it on the shelf. It was the highest-priced cigar they had ever made at the and, time, and $30 the co- cigar. The coffin it came in was exuding a sap, and yes. when you would open the would coffin, the cigar would be stuck to the lid. Yes. It was, it was, it was, it was just terrible, and it was just like almost like marble-looking box. Yeah, it was horrendous. And, um, it was, it, and then... I said, for the highest-priced cigar this company's ever released, I'll never forget, they didn't even advertise in the November-December issue of Cigar Aficionado. So here you have this, you know, most elite cigar you ever made. Didn't even advertise it. In fact, because I wrote them a letter. Who's you, them? Who's the company? General Cigar Company. Okay. If yeah. you went to their website during that time, it wasn't even listed as one of the brands they carried. you got to be kidding me. Now, they eventually pulled it back. And the reason why I bring it up is I, I, this has got to be four or five months ago because your old company must have bought every box that was ever made that was left left over because some guy said, wow, some guy gave me this awesome cigar and it had an S on it and <laughs> whatnot. And they said they were great and when it was a Stradivarius. Wow. So I think they had actually bought it from JR. Yeah, the, the violin was a lot better than the cigar. Yeah, right? Well, that was another thing. What male is going to relate to a Stradivarius? You know, I mean, you could have called it NASCAR. They would have been better off. You never, you never know what name's going to click. Whoever thought like Macanudo. I mean, what, what does that mean? It means a very good thing in Jamaican, but there's not too many people that speak slang Jamaican here. You know. What does what does Macanudo mean? A very good thing. Oh, is that what it yeah, means? Yeah, oh, really? in Jamaican mumbo jumbo. That's what it means. <laughs> Macanudo. Learn. You learn a new thing every day with Lou Rothman. Uh, honest Abe here with Lou Rothman of JR Cigars. Uh, yes, we're doing fine with time here. Um, Lou, in my own short career, comparatively, I've had a lot of mentors along the way that I've gone to for guidance and help along the years. Is there anyone who helped you along the way, mentored you through the cigar industry that uh, you've gone to for advice and times? Yeah, there was a guy named Bert Kearns. He owned a company out in California called National Cigar, and uh, he got me into the seconds and closeout business. This industry has changed so much. I mean, you won't believe this, but we used to advertise in, like, American Legion and uh, 
you know, Eagle magazine. Yeah. It went to veterans, and we would advertise a thousand cigars delivered for twenty nine ninety five. A thousand cigars. A thousand cigars. For twenty nine. Right. Because we would so buy thirty cents a cigar. What? Was no, three cents. Three cents a cigar. Yeah, well, it was with seconds of Wolf's Crooks and Wolf Crookettes and. We would buy the seconds of everything, seconds of Antonio. ANC Grenadiers were the largest selling cigar in the country. They, they, had, a, they had a 6% share of all the cigars. I mean, that's amazing. What were you possibly buying those cigars for? For people on uh, limited... I mean, what, was it, what was it costing you? Was it going to cost you less than three cents? Of course, yeah. It did? Yeah. Well, wow. I didn't sell, yeah. yeah we, we, were, we would buy... Tens of millions of them. These companies had to be taking a loss just to re- re- it, it recoup a, some cash flow. It's a, it was a product of the... It was a byproduct. Uh, yeah. The, if the machine is set wrong, then, you know, like the wrapper could be a little too short to fit yes. the cigar. Or there's a little too little filler, a little too much filler. The hole is off-center. These are, these are cigars that were coming off machines at a phenomenal rate. Uh, but... You know, we were we. I always believed in having cigars for people in every single category. For sure. instance, you couldn't have a guy come into your store here and ask for you know. Well, in today's cost, let's say a twenty-five cent cigar. I mean, of course. It's, it's, I have some boxes <laughs> in the rare and vintage room that are marked fifteen yeah. cents a cigar. <laughs> we don't quite sell them for fifteen cents. I have, a little bit more. Now. I have, I have some in my cigar museum that are marked five for a dime. Wow. Yeah. Where's your cigar museum? Uh, I have a carriage house behind my house, and uh, I made a cigar museum there where I have uh, all these boxes, most of them from before World War I. Wow. I have, wow. A, I have a diamond crown box where they were three for a dime. Oh, my God. Now they're a little more expensive. How many square feet is this uh, museum? Uh, I'd say about 2,500 square feet. Nice size. Yeah. Well, I... I used to collect, I'm like a cigar historian, so I would collect old cigar boxes. And I used to decorate some of my stores with them. And uh, there was a period of time when I sent three people out on the road doing their entire job was just to buy antique cigar boxes. And there was, there was actually a report on CNN that vintage cigar boxes were the hottest antique in the country. <laughs> it was just me. Wow. You know, talk about history and family. You know, my father had been in the grocery business ever since he came to this country. And when I finally left and actually got in the cigar business, he was a little upset. Hey, let it, me interrupt you for a minute. Sure. The original name of our company was not J.R. Tobacco. It was J.N.R. Grocery Corporation. There you so go. We were there, too. Was that the name of a company you had purchased, or how did the name JNR come? It's my father's initials, Jack Rothman. It was three initials, J-N-R. Uh-huh. But every time I would say it on the phone, people thought I was saying J-N-R. In fact, early in our thing, we got, I think I told you this on the last radio show, we got a call from a guy gets on the phone and he says, uh, stand by, you have a call from the Commander-in-Chief for the Joint Chiefs of Staff for the Armed Forces of the United States of America. And I said to him, I think you got the wrong number. So this is a cigar store. <laughs> but it was, uh, then he went through the whole thing again. But it was uh, JNR, and then I ran a newspaper ad to get 
cigar mail order customers and it didn't look right putting JNR Grocery Corp so I put JR Tobacco and we got orders and when I went to deposit the checks they wouldn't let me deposit them <laughs> so I had, I had to make out a new corporation which became JR wow we didn't get that part last time we were on well if you just join us I Dave here with Lou Rothman of JR Cigars more with Lou right after this Drop it like it's hot. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Zykar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zykar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zykar Nation. Zykar for life. Prized by a small group of devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are likely the finest and rarest of the Nicaraguan puros favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these beauties are handcrafted from the choicest Nicaraguan tobaccos. Every leaf is carefully selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Surgeon General's warning, cigars not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Eduardo Fernandez is at the front of one of the largest tobacco-growing operations in Nicaragua, producing strong flavors from the valleys of Jalapa, Condega, and Esteli. Casa Fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaf in all its factories. The Fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature. Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa leaf cigars, available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri, a 5x48, is now available in stores. This is George Rico and Pimpin' Ain't Easy, listening to Kiss My Ash Radio makes it easier. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam K., the Brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month 
do a full bleep. And Lady M. No. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. I woke up in a new Bugatti. I woke up in a new Bugatti. Welcome back. Honest Abe here, broadcasting live from the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. Sitting here in the main lounge floor with my gang, Adam K., and the lovely Lady M. Are you absorbing all this mass knowledge and history and yes, information Yes, I am so happy to be present in this interview. Good. Um, sitting here uh, in our extended interview of our Meet Your Maker segment, is Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars, and before the break, you were telling us about how the name JR came about, as far as being actually the grocery uh, business. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about my father in the grocery business, and when I finished, when I came down and actually got in the cigar business, I had started in Chicago distributing cigars. I would open up any liquor store, bar, restaurant. It was, you know, this is right toward the end of the boom. Anybody who would let me put a humidor in and fill it up. And I would just, they would say, I don't know nothing about cigars. I would say, you don't have to. Just give me a space. I'll fill it up. At the end of the month, we'll see what you sell. You keep X percent, and I'll take the rest. Mm-hmm. Nobody said no. So that's how I got into the cigar business, and eventually I moved to Florida. Of course, my old man was upset because he wanted me to stay in the family business and whatnot. Um, no one in your family, I mean, I know you and your lovely wife, LaVonda, the, you know, the actual brains of the organization, um, have kids no one wanted to take up uh, the family industry did were you hoping that someone would or uh no i i wanted them to do whatever they wanted to do and you know fortunately the you know i made enough money in this business that they can do whatever they wanted to do good for them yeah good for them well, it's just funny every parent takes it differently i know my dad was a little, i mean he's happy for me today you know i mean obviously i've cut my own path in my own career but I know when I first moved here I think he disowned me a couple times <laughs> you know at least a few of the trips thought I was wasting my time well, my kids are all doing something different I got my oldest son is a snowboarder he lives out in Jackson Wyoming oh wow uh, my oldest daughter is a psychotherapist in Dublin Ireland wow. uh, what took her to Ireland yeah. Uh, she met some guy in New Jersey, and he ended up uh, getting, he's a professor of Irish literature at Trinity. Oh. But uh-huh. he's the first American that ever got a job like that. If I'd have known that he was applying for it, I would have went over there and bribed somebody not to give him the job. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, my daughter, Samantha, runs these gardens where they donate thousands and thousands of pounds of vegetables to homeless shelters and stuff. Oh, and, wow. And my son Luke is—he's uh, at the University of Maryland doing. I saw some of the math he does. I don't, there's no numbers. It's all letters. Like, and you know, like when you see a science fiction movie yeah. and it's, the mad scientist is writing this stuff on the blackboard. That's what he does. It continues, yeah. it continues on the brick wall after yeah, the runs on a board. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. Well, you're actually speaking of science fiction. I know you're a big reader of books. Yeah. Read any good science fiction books lately? Um, no, I'm, I haven't found I haven't found anybody to replace Edgar Rice Burroughs. Wow. But I've been reading uh, like all every author I read drops dead. Uh, <laughs> Robert, wow. Robert Ludlum, Vince Flynn, uh, uh, 
There are a lot of guys yeah. out there right now hoping you don't pick up any of their books. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you? it's like if I buy a stock, it immediately goes oh, down. Yeah. I have that touch too. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is your favorite piece of literature then that you've ever read? Uh, uh, it's a book called The Parsifal Mosaic by Robert Ludlum. Okay. I've read that book like three times. I've listened to a recording of it. It's an unbelievable story. I don't know why they don't make a movie out of that. Hmm. Wow. Now, I, I know we bought this up in the last show, but I, I love hearing this story every time I see you. Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. You climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Just give me a little recap of this story, because I really do find it amazing. My son, Luke, my youngest son, has been to over 50 countries. So he called us up one day, and he said he wanted to go to Turkmenistan. And I said to him, you're not going to any country that ends in the word stand. I don't care where it is. So then he said, well, then I'm going to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro. So I said, like, uh, who's going with you? And he said, uh, nobody. He's going by himself. And then for some reason, and I don't know why to this day, I said, I'll go with you. And how old were you at this time? Uh, I don't know, like 60. Wow. And so... Uh, then I, I called my brother-in-law out in Kansas, who happens to live in an earth-sheltered home. I mean, not only has he never been anyplace high, he lives underground. Wow. And uh, he agreed to go with us. And then uh, my son-in-law, I called him. Uh, him and my daughter were in a car driving someplace when I go to hole him. And I, John's a mountain biker. Yeah, and pretty athletic, and so I asked if he would want to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro, and he said sure. And then I found out later he thought it was in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the cat skills we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. So then we went and climbed it. It was it was uh, the, the way up was a lot easier than the way down. Really? Yeah. What what kind of training did you have to go through to do that? Uh, I was using a stepper, and the first day I used it, it counts the number of, you know, steps you take. And the first day I used it, I went like 600 steps, and I was like shot. Uh, by the time we went, I was up to 13,000 steps. Wow. wow. And now that I've done it, a number of people have called me about what they should do to train. And I keep telling them, take an elevator to the top of the Empire State Building and walk down. Take it up at the top again and walk down. Because what people don't realize when you're going uphill, half of your weight is on your front foot and half on your back foot. When you're coming downhill, 100% of your weight is on your front feet. Right. People lose their toenails, break their ankles. Oh. When we got down, I could not lift my leg to get out of the car and onto the curb. I needed I needed help to get up to the curb. That's, wow. that's, it's, it's, it's hard to coming down. Coming down is the worst yeah, absolutely. Part. Obviously a life achievement. Was there anything else comparable that you've done mm. that you would rate, you know, as climbing Mount Kilimanjaro? Well, I once hit one two sewers and stick ball. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, Lou, listen, I really want to thank you for taking the time, joining us here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Mm. Always a pleasure. Maybe the next time we have you on, you might be back in the cigar industry. Hey, you never know. You do never never know. know. You never know. Well, hopefully you'll stick around after the show, and uh, maybe we'll grab a bite to eat. You got it. All right. Lou Rothman, JR Cigars, a legend and uh, one of the most interesting men I've met.
in my career in the cigar industry. Up ahead, Blogger's Corner with William Coop. And of course, why don't you challenge Lady M? This should be easy, folks. You want a free five pack? All you got to do is give us a call uh, sometime Eight. later on the show at 877 960 9960. 877 960 9960. And you could win a free five pack of cigars just by proving you know more than Lady M. <laughs> more after oh, the yeah, break. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Oh, hey, girl, hey. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shells, but undeniably there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoke-in locations. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. My name is Maria Martin. Imagine the moment with Kiss My Ash Radio. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam K., the brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month do a full bleed. And Lady M. No. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory.
Welcome back. Honest Dave here. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting live from the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo store. Sitting here with the lovely lady, him, and my man, the brewmeister. So what's on your agenda this weekend? This weekend, I'm going down to see my sister, my niece, and nephew. Oh, on the West Coast. Oh, yeah, they meet her in the West Coast. That's right. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. That's cool. When are you going, today or tomorrow? Today. Yeah. Yeah, A bunch of families in town from uh, Philadelphia. Spending the night? Um, No, probably not. It's only a 40-minute drive. It's quick. Yeah. Coral Springs. So looking forward to that, see my fam. What do you got plans for tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow. Is Duncan in town? Yeah, Duncan's here. Oh, there you go. Tomorrow I'll probably go out kayaking or something, do something nice on the water. Nice. You, uh, Brewmaster? Uh, I'm getting a haircut later. No. Yeah. See, Adam, you actually get a cut, cut though. You never, you come in with a haircut and literally it's like a half an inch. No, there's more than that. No, it's, it's usually not. like two. Okay, well, go for five. T- go for five. I want you to shave your head again. I don't know about that one. I don't think I could look at him with a shaved head. I think I could. His head's gotten bigger since then. I think you should go for a short cut. Is that a... I don't know how to respond to that. Is that a negative thing? or? A... No, I just, I don't think I can handle it. Okay. I think it would be too much. Yeah. You can't look at him. It's <laughs> pretty tough. Uh, you, don't, you don't like the little Goldilocks? No, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I liked him with a buzz cut, like short cut. It doesn't have to be buzz. Just go short. Go stew style. Uh, I, think, I think the short cut worked on him in his anorexic stage when he was like super thin. Yeah, I was... He was like super thin I back then. I was 30 pounds lighter at yeah. that time. Yeah. So I don't know if the buzz cut would fly now. Yeah. Get to he'd, look like a, he'd look like a mini John Candy. Ugh. I don't know. I think that's is. a little hefty there. I'm not <laughs> that big. Moving on to other things. Hi. Hey. Big congratulations to George Thomas in Georgia, our Zyka winner. Taking home a nice uh, XI1 cutter. We're going to send you some Zyka product. You sent us down some peaches. And a big congratulations to Phil P. from New York City. Heard the social media word lavanda and won himself some goodies. That being said, bloggers have become a big part of the cigar industry. And every now and then we like to invite a blogger to join us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Tell us a little bit about his site, review a cigar for us. And uh, today our guest is one of our good friends and respected, excuse me, there's an opening. There's an opening. Thank you. Ah, the sun is so bright. Bloggers Corner. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Now be nice. These guys don't get out too much. Seen the sun in 66 days. Today on the Bloggers Corner, a good old friend, one of the most respected bloggers in the blogverse. That's my new word, the blogverse. William Cooper from Cigar Coop. William, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, sir. Long time no see. Absolutely, absolutely. That was sarcasm. <laughs> What's up, Coop? You have a good time uh, two weeks ago? Oh, I really did. It's my second year I went down there, and um, not disappointed at all. I mean, you all work so hard to put on that event. And I kind of got a little quick with that when I arrived in town on Thursday. And there's a lot you guys do on that, and it shows the end product. 
Well, we appreciate it, and we also appreciate you coming down. And uh, I assume you had a good time and met a lot of interesting people uh, during the 8th Annual Great Smoke. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you got to, I mean, the cigar industry was in full force out there for sure. And um, I thought the dunk tank was a great, it kind of added another dimension, I thought, this year um, on top of the charity angle as well. I, I thought that that was a lot of fun. Lady M, you were an absolute great sport because I, I saw you were shivering probably in the last 10 minutes. I was I was very cold. That water was was not nice. And it didn't help that they were throwing bags of ice. I got dunked, I think, like 12 times in a row, just bang, bang, bang. And that seat on the dunk tank would slap me in the back. It didn't help that Matt Booth was ashing and peeing in the water. Are we admitting that now? Yeah, oh, yeah. He did okay. it. He did it. In fact, he peed while you were sitting on his lap. He peed on me. That was... If anybody wants to find me and see you the guys photo, have a very special bond now. We do. It brought our relationship to a whole different level. You, Matt Booth, and R. Kelly. <laughs> you, Matt Booth, and R. Kelly <laughs> now R. Kelly. get to a party together. <laughs> our producer saying, move on. Quickly, move quickly. On. So, uh, Will, you were obviously here. You do a lot of reviews. Uh, what do you have to review for our listeners today? Uh, so, a couple weeks ago, when I was down there, you had Glenn Chase on the show and talked about the Galeronis line. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to review one of the cigars from Christoph Geller on his line, which is going to his company called the Intensivo. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, let's talk a little about this while just really quickly recap. Geller on his was a, um, a line of four blends he introduced last year at the trade show. And it was kind of a change in direction for Glenn in terms of he changed up the packaging, made it more slick, I would say, more a smoother packaging, and of course that rough cut packaging. He um, is working with a, a different factory, which is the PDR Cigars Factory um, in the Dominican. And he's also starting to play with some tobaccos that he hadn't played with before. So with the Intensivo, it, it, it's meant to be a stronger, fuller cigar um, by the name. He's working with a Brazilian Araparaca Maduro wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and he's worked with fillers Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Honduran. And I asked Glenn about that because I know he's worked with Araparaca before, and he said that it was really the fillers that, that made the difference with this cigar. And, and when I smoked it, and I smoked the Toro side, which is a six and a quarter by 54, and it's important to know the box press, the first box press, it, it smoked very different than an Araparaca wrapper. I was surprised how much strength this cigar did have. Most out of Baracas, I find, tend to be medium to medium to full. And this one really was amped up. And he said it was those fillers that made the big difference with that. I would completely concur. I have definitely heard that about it. Now, we actually smoked them on the air like two, three weeks ago. Uh, you did. You had the uh, Galerones oh, okay. in the um, CDP, the Cienza de Plata. The Intensivo is another line in that Galerones line, but you smoke the Cienza de Plata, which has the San Andreas Maduro, which is very popular, and you were very fond of. See, that's one of my little peeves with cigar brands. You just got to make it so people can tell somebody what they're smoking. You can't You know, what are you smoking? Uh, The Christophe Galerones, Cienza de la Plaza, de Cinco de Mayo, Ahora, Arqui. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. (laughs) A lot of these guys are doing 15 names. simple, to the point, things people... Remember. Name a cigar that someone will say and can remember. How no, do you feel no, about no this, offense. Will? No offense, Glenn. There's a tough, you know, it's the other side of the coin where there's, and I'm not going to name manufacturers, but there are manufacturers that will create uh, a name and just throw it up at the wall, too, and then that becomes confusing. 
I kind of like the fact that it's group business, but I, I get what you're saying. So I'm sorry to interrupt your review with my little tirade. Not at all. Not a problem. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. Um, this this cigar is definitely delivered that full that fuller experience in terms of experience the body. So it's probably not the cigar you start off someone with. It's probably for more seasoned cigars to smoke. But it's a um, it's got a lot of um, you know I would say a lot of Maduro qualities. It has that Maduro like sweetness. You're gonna get those notes of coffee. And um, you're going to get a, a nice dose of pepper and cedar. And I'd say the first half of the cigar is more of that coffee Maduro sweetness. Um, and then in the second half of the cigar, it's going to kind of flip, and you're going to get more of the, the cedar and the pepper is going to move to the forefront right now. Um, so, you know, overall, it's not going to do a lot in terms of transition, but the flavors it delivers throughout are, 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 are really good. They're, they're really balanced, and they complement each other excellently. Um, it, had, it had a good draw for box press. Um, the burn was the only issue. It was, I'd say, a good burn and not an excellent burn on the ones I smoked, which did require more touch-ups than I like, but it wasn't, um, I'd say, a burn that's going to canoe a funnel or anything. It was just a little less than ideal as far as, as, I, as I like it. Uh, but overall, it, it's, a, it's a really good cigar. It's definitely one of, from a flavor standpoint, this one was right in my wheelhouse, and I'm, I'm not an Arakaraka wrapper fan. Normally, I find the wrapper can smother the whole blend and overwhelm it, but I think whatever these guys did with the blend, uh, it really kind of shined a lot of the other flavors through with it. So, I scored this a 92. Oh, ah. solid. 92, yeah. not bad. Have you smoked anything else in the Gallerones line at this point? Yeah, in fact, all the, the reviews for all four are on Cigar Coop, and I, I liked them all, and... Probably the Intensivo was the, even though it had a little bit of the less than ideal burn, flavor-wise it was the best. And then I think the second batch was the one, the San Andreas, that you guys smoked. I, I really like that Plata. as well. Honest Dave here with William Coop from Cigar Coop, who just reviewed one of uh, Glenn Case's, Christoph. The Gallerones Intensivo. Thank you. In the Toro. Um... While you were at the Great Smoke, I'm sure you came across a bunch of cigars maybe you haven't had a chance to try or some manufacturers handing cigars that weren't that aren't out yet. Anything catch your fancy you want to tell our listeners about? Uh, yeah, and, and there was a cigar that um, I, I, I got reacquainted with at the Great Smoke. And um, at the start, I believe in the store. I smoked at the Great Show, but, you know, in the Great Show, it's a bad place to smoke a cigar. Well um, said. I, yeah. But I came, uh, I came across uh, Nelson from uh, Moya Ruiz, and he, uh, I managed to smoke that La Jugada Habana. And that cigar is one of the best boutiques I've had in the last year. Wow. That cigar is an absolute flavor bomb. It, it's, got, it's got some kick to it, but I smoked his Maduro, which I thought was a, it's a good cigar. It's a you know, cigar I get from time to time, but, but this Habano is at another level. Um, and I know it's the cigar that Eric Espinosa did. And that was definitely, I'd say, the revelation cigar I, I had at the Great Smoke. And wow. Nelson's just a super nice guy. He is a super nice guy, and so is Eric Espinosa. I mean, uh, he makes those cigars at the La Zona factory. So, no, definitely a solid cigar, good choice. And before we let you go, Will, is there anything coming up uh, next week that people could uh, look for you reviewing on your site? Yeah, you'll actually see the review of that, who got out You'll also see a review of um, a cigar by La Aurora called the uh, Preferito Diamond Chico's Choice, which is they took the Preferito 
diamond, actually, and they made it into a 6x58 Toro, and I think it has a very different spin than that Perforito's diamond. Really? Uh, yeah. So it that was a regional release to the Mid-Atlantic. Does it still come in that $2.50 awesome tube? No, they put they packaged it in cello in a box. Well, that should, that should save everybody a few bucks right there. William, yeah. once again, thanks for coming on the show. We love you, pal. And uh, keep up all the great work. If you're out there listening, please check them out, cigarcoop.com. Thank you. Take care, my friend. You will. All right, folks, start dialing 877-960-9960. A fifth grader could probably beat Lady M, Ugh. so it shouldn't be hard. Look, she's giving me stern. I like it when you get stern. You're sexy. jerk. Oh, yeah, you like jerk. Beef jerk. There you go. 877-960-9960. Start dialing right now after the break. You could beat Lady M at fact or crap. You will win five cigars that she's going to purchase out of her own pocket. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Smack it. Kiss My Ash Radio on Seaview Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Honest Abe here, and I want to tell you about the coolest cigar app that you could download for free. It's called Cigar Boss, and it features information, pictures, and reviews for over 7,000 cigars. Cigar Boss even lets me keep track of the cigars in my humidor, helps me pick out the perfect cigar that I want to smoke, and read what other real cigar smokers are saying. Cigar Boss will help you find nearby cigar shops and offer special deals only for members. The best part about Cigar Boss is that it's absolutely free. Download Cigar Boss on your iPhone or Android device today. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. Some of their best accessories are now even better. The popular VXV cutter we all know and love with its razor-sharp inverted blade is now available in a carbon fiber and mesh look finish. Also, the new ELX is more ergonomic in your hand and has a new internal components that give it more of the horsepower you need. These, of course, all come with their incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by, smoke in today, and become part of the Zycar nation. Zycar for life. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At four and a half inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Junior has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Junior will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't Wait, make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Jr. at your local tobacconist today. You gotta fix your pants for that. <laughs> 
I do. The, the butt affects the vocal cords, you know. Yeah, thank you, Abe. <laughs> Very nice of you. This is Gianni Garcia of My Father's Cigar. And kids, don't laugh. <laughs> Welcome back to Kiss My Ash with Honest Abe. Brandon Knox, I'm on the toilet. Knox at 8 o'clock. Are you here? Adam K., the brewmeister. People tell me you should. I mean, I'll maybe once a month do a full bleed. And Lady M., yeah. No. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. I wish I would wake up one day and not know who I am. I'd be my own stranger. Oh, yes, indeed, that would be grand. I'd introduce myself as someone different every day. Who should I be today? Welcome back. Honest Abe here with my crew, Adam K., the lovely Lady M. We are broadcasting live from the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida at the world-famous Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, sitting here in the main lounge with a great group of guys listening to the show live. Of course, uh, we had a great interview earlier with uh, our old friend and really cigar legend, Lou Rothman. That guy's forgotten more about the cigar industry than I think I'll ever know. There's really not a long enough show. I mean, we, we didn't even get into his, any of his history or his oh. old stories again. We're just trying to catch up and see where he's been doing since. Well, not to mention we got a lot of great information from some guy who understands the nuts and bolts of how the industry runs. Behind I the mean, scenes. And just everything that goes into that. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. It was very cool. I'm sure Lady M's walking away with a whole new aspect and vision on I'm life. You know, I think it's great. Did I not shower? No, today? I don't want. I want to. I don't want to oh, okay. see the question. Lady, I'm just slid like five feet away from me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't jump in the shower this morning. So, all I don't right, know. all right. Here we go. We get a chance for somebody to win five cigars that Lady M will personally buy that I will take out of her paycheck this week. Uh, if you could beat her at Factor Crap. fortune in fabulous prizes may go to these people today if they know when. It's fact or it's crap with the lovely Lady M. All right, we got a caller on the line. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Reed, Abe. In my taxi cab, downtown West Palm Beach. Reed, calling from, this is like money cab. <laughs> are you actually yeah, on the, Are you actually on the clock? Uh, well, I got a meter. I can turn it on. Who's gonna say? <laughs> what happens if someone waves you down while you're in the middle of this contest? Well, they'll just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Reed. Wasting no more of your valuable meter time. Here we go. And yours too, eh? And yours too. <laughs> all right, Reed. Now remember. A tie, a draw does go to Lady M. So here we go. You gonna keep score? I got, I got the score ready to go. Brewmeister's ready to go. Question number one: An experienced roller can produce at least a hundred and twenty cigars per day. Fact or crap? Fact or crap? Let's see. I'd say that's probably fact. You are both correct. That was fact. So far, it's a tie. Here we go. Number two. George Burns, world-famous comedian, when he passed on, was granted his only dying wish was to be buried with three of his favorite cigars. Fact or crap? Oh, I I believe that's absolutely fact. He's a comedian, sure. Why not? I'm I'm sensing someone may have prepped Lady M today. Lady M's two in a row. I'm surprised there wasn't a whole box of his favorite Mm -hmm. cigars. 
Actually, I'll give you ten dollars if you tell me what brand it was. <laughs> I oh, I, I, I can, I can see this guy smoking his cigars right now. I, I never ever saw a label on him, so I can't, you know, I really can't even venture a guess. But you know, it, it was like a forty-six ring. You know, it was a nice cigar. Yeah. Garcia Vegas. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Number three, Russia's infamous Queen Catherine. The great loved to smoke cigars. In fact, to avoid soiling her fingertips, she invented a version of the first cigar band. In her case, the bands were made of cotton. Fact or crap? Well, I believe that's fact, too. Ooh. Crap. It's crap, and they haven't got it right. Cotton would burn. Oh, she's so prepped on this. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this. Okay, oh, no, no, no. I, I, think, I, I know she's yeah, supposed I to go. There's, there's historical record of that, and that she came up with something. A holder, yes. Maybe not cotton, but a holder, yes. Yes, it was silk. It was silk. All right, here okay. we go. Ladium has the lead. Number four, cigars that have darker wrappers tend to be sweet. On the other hand, those with light wrappers usually have a drier taste. Uh, I, 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 I kind of disagree with that. I, I, most dark wrappers are full flavored, so... Well, that's, know, not, that, wait, that's not the question. The question is... It's, the, it's the cigars, dry. Yeah, the cigars with man. light wrappers uh, are usually I, drier. I, I, I'd have to say uh, yes to that. Yes, probably. Uh, you are correct. It is fact. Lady M, Mr. First One. It is a tie game, and Lady M is holding her, holding her position here very well. Number five, Quattro Claro is the lightest shade, the cigar shade, of a wrapper. I'm sorry, say that again. I'm okay. bad phone connection. What kind of wrapper? Quattro Claro is a name given to the lightest shade of a cigar wrapper, of a cigar wrapper. I've never heard of it myself. I thought Connecticut was the lightest shade. So. You are both correct. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say that's probably not not correct. You are both correct. It's actually called a double claro. Oh, I thought oh, okay. Connecticut was too. So no, double claro uh, is the lightest shade. They consider the lightest shade. Okay. So number six, Christopher Columbus introduced tobacco to Europe. Oh, I believe that's a fact. That is a fact. We all know that. Really? We've talked about that a thousand times on the okay. show before. <laughs> Lady M, are you buying this? Uh, yeah, here we go. You both are tied so far, correct? Five to five. Five yes. to five. It's illegal for Americans to buy Cuban cigars. Unless it's pre-embargo. I, I'm sorry, what's that question? I didn't hear the question. Hey, what was it? It is illegal for Americans to buy Cuban cigars. Uh, that's not true. Americans can go to Canada and buy Cuban cigars. They don't big deal. It's illegal to buy Cuban cigars in America. Yeah, you can't buy them in America, but you can buy them anywhere else in the world. Well, I didn't say America. Oh. The question is, is it illegal for Americans to no, buy No, you said Americans, not America. No, is it illegal America. for Americans to buy Cuban cigars? In America. Can, Amer can Americans buy Cuban cigars in America? No, they can't. Can Americans buy Cuban cigars outside of America? Yes, they can. 
This is a poorly worded question. I have yeah, to who say. picked this one out? Yeah. we're just gonna crap this one out because I don't even I don't even think this answer is right. Yeah, it's yeah, that's not scratch that. Really well done, done question. Yeah. Number okay. number eight. The way I understand it is, as an American, you can't spend any of your money legally anywhere in the world on Cuban cigars. Yes. Um, you can buy pre-embargo cigars, which are legal because they're from before the embargo. But as an American, I believe that you're not legally supposed to spend any of your money on Cuban products. That is true. Even if as, you go to Canada, you, yes. you can do it, but you really legally should not be. You really, you're really breaking the embargo laws. Yes. So that's oh, that no. point. Well, boy, we're, we're really splitting hairs here, huh? Yeah, we're going to let that one go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> the three parts of a cigar are wrapper, binder, and filler. Okay, so if I say fact on this one, am I cheating? It depends what... Reed says. Well, uh, you said the two parts of a cigar. No, three. 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 Three three parts. Wrapper, binder, filler. Yes, yes. You are both correct. It's fact. What are the scores? Six, six. Six, six. You got two questions left to break, Reed. Here you go. I'll do my best. A small town in Alaska grows cigar tobacco for exactly one summer a month out of the year. The only time it's warm enough for tobacco to grow. What town? It's a small town. I don't small believe town that. Alaska. My brother uh, lived I, in Alaska. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear something about anything I got a bad phone connection. What was your question again? A small town in Alaska grows cigar tobacco for only one summer month out of the year because it's the only time it's warm enough for tobacco to grow. Oh, I believe that's true. Fact. That is a crap. Oh, you have okay. you ever? I've never heard of a Alaskan filler or an Alaskan binder. Wouldn't well, we have heard could, about that? You could still uh, you could still grow your tobacco for a month, maybe six weeks in Alaska because in the summertime, but they have daylight twenty almost twenty four hours a day. You can sure. almost go full crop. But sure. no, one, no one's tried. But no one's doing it. And finally, okay. to at least get a respectable draw, the English term cigar is derived from cigarro, which is Spanish. Which is a Spanish term. Yeah, sure, I'll say that's fact. And that is fact. Reed, nice try. Lady M has miraculously outwitted you. <laughs> Northwood University just went up one notch in the universe. But thank you for calling. Listen, do you have a Kiss My Ash hat or t shirt? Nice. I got a gray smoke t-shirt. That's good enough for me. How about how about an official Kiss My Ash Radio ashtray? No, I, I'm all set on ashtrays, eh? All righty. You, you give me a stick next time I'm in your shop. All right, Reed. Thanks for calling. Yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Can't give Reed anything. <laughs> the man who has everything. All right, folks. Another episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to Lou Rothman for coming on the air with us here in the studio. Next week, we got the folks from Crown Heads. John Huber and Mike Condor will be calling in, so don't miss that. And uh, in my traditional closing, life is short. Never be afraid to express what you feel. Because if anyone doesn't like it, just tell them to kiss your ash. Be merciless. Spare no cigar. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out.